Welcome back to the Marty Party, guys, where every week we're featuring guests from uh, the new home sales, real estate, and just kind of all things San Antonio uh, industries, a lot of different stuff going on. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Marty, and today our special guest is Mr. Romeo Moore. Uh, welcome, Romeo. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. So Romeo and I go uh, way back, right, in the, uh, in the San Antonio real estate game. Uh, he was at Lennar, met him at Lennar um, for a little while, and then you're actually one of the few reps who hasn't jumped around a bunch. You pretty much went from Lennar to Roush and... Been yeah. there ever since. He's at Roush Coleman right now. Um, great home builder, uh, very affordable, first time home buyer products. Entry level homes. Uh, entry level mm -hmm. homes, just getting started. Right. Absolutely. So yes. that's amazing. Uh, but before we get into all that, right, because that's the boring stuff, we always want to get into the cool stuff, right, which is about who is Romeo Moore. So take us there. Tell us, you know, what was it like growing up? Where'd you, where'd you start? Let us know. Sure, sure. I am a uh, military brat. Okay. <clears throat> so I grew up in Germany and, um, uh, around the age of four, I um, we moved from Germany to Mississippi, which is my where I was born. That's amazing. And, uh, Natchez, Mississippi. Natchez. Where is Natchez? Where I'll say where is that? Is it? It's it's right off right on the river. Really, Mississippi River. Yeah, that's amazing. And uh, charming little town. And I lived uh, about fifteen miles down the road from Natchez. Wow, that's incredible. Okay, so we, how, uh, you spent a lot of your younger years in uh, Germany. You were there for a while? Well, yeah, I was there f until I was four. Okay, so. there until you were four, back in Mississippi. And then did you guys move around a lot f after that, or you kind of stayed? No, no, no. I, I lived in Mississippi, unfortunately, until I uh, finished uh, high school. <laughs> and then I, uh, as soon as I could, moved to New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay, so mm -hmm. all right, so we're tracking. So we went from Mississippi, now we're in New Orleans. And um, how old would you have been at this time in New Orleans? Um I was my second year of college, so I was about 20, 20 years old. Okay, 20 years old. All right, perfect. So take us back to that time, right? So mm -hmm. are, were there any cool jobs, anything that you were doing that oh, was interesting? Yeah. Well, I, I have a, an extensive sales background, so I've sold shoes, and, you know, I've sold appliances. <laughs> I've sold, you name it, I've sold it. So, <laughs> um, so I uh, was in college studying chemistry. Okay. So I'm a bit of a geek, yep. but um, I um, I got my wife pregnant, okay. and so I had to make some money. Got it. So I uh, I got into selling cars, all right, and uh, did that for well, I guess about five five years or so, and um, then I switched into real estate, but I did it on a on a level with. Um, Timeshares. Time so I started shares. with timeshares. That's hard. Yeah. That's a hard gig, right? That is a, that is a tough gig. And we're still in New Orleans when we're doing timeshares. Still shares? in New Orleans. Okay, so what, so <laughs> give us, give me that. Let's dive into that. So you're selling timeshares. What are you selling? Where do people want to go to New Orleans to be in a timeshare? Well, the interesting thing about timeshare in New Orleans, uh, this is this is pre Airbnb. Okay. Pre VRBO. Yep. Um, so we're looking at New Orleans. It's a major destination, and the timeshare owners are literally not paying hotel tax. Got it. Okay? That's incredible. Yeah. So hotel tax is seventeen percent right. plus. You know. So so you buy a timeshare and you're there prime season and you're avoiding all these taxes. That's incredible. So they so they pretty much outlawed it. Got it. Unless you were grandfathered in. Wow. So that's what I was selling right off of St. Charles Avenue. Okay. At this little spot called Avenue Plaza. Avenue Plaza. So I did that for a year and c collect, collected a nice little resume of experience. Right. 
published a lot of stuff in Vacation Ownership Magazine. And then I shopped my resume in the Caribbean and Hawaii wow. and uh, got hired by Hilton to come to the Hilton Hawaiian Village. That is so, so cool. So we, I know I'm cheating a little bit. I know a little mm -hmm. bit about this, but you know, you go from New Orleans, right? Mm -hmm. And you go to Hawaii. At this point, you had never been, right? Never been to Hawaii. And so mm -hmm. did you, when you went the first time, right? When you got the job, did you kind of like go like for a training? Did your whole family go? How, what was the transition like? Well, the, the, I'm, I published some information because I used to work for the new Louisiana weekly. Okay. And so I published some stuff in vacation ownership magazine about vacation ownership and the guy that published it well his good friend was the director of sales at the hilton hawaiian village so i had a contact so i got i got the interview but like you said the interview's in honolulu right so on waikiki beach so i got over there and uh did the interview yes uh, they put me up for free that's and, amazing um, and uh got the job and it started a year later Started so, a year later. So you, a you, year had, later. you had one more year in New Orleans, and yes. you stayed doing what at that time? At the time, I um, I would just do odds and ends. Right. You know, selling timeshares, selling cars, whatever. Just to just, make it. Just to buy my time. Because, you know, it's hard to get someone to be serious about you if they know you're leaving in a year. Right. That, that's, that is, that's interesting. That makes right. a lot of sense. Okay, so... What year, when you moved to Hawaii, what year would that have been did you, that, that you moved there the first year? It was 2004. Okay. Did so the interview in 03. Perfect. Okay. So this helps me. So Hawaii, just like everywhere else in America, I'm sure you all know, has gone, you know, crazy. I think the median sales price I looked not too long ago, it was like near 800,000 was like the near Absolutely. price. So mm -hmm. where were things then? Do you remember? Well, they were pretty much the same place. I mean, Hawaii, um, they have... Uh, home growth rates that can be as high as 15% per year. Crazy. Yeah. So, so everything, uh, the, you, you could buy a condo for around three to 500,000. That's not bad. You know, for Island. Key, uh, yeah. and that's small. And, um, so what we did is I get there okay. and I have to, I have to become a realtor. <laughs> oh, you have to be licensed to sell high shares. To, yeah. You have to be licensed. So, and you have to be well-versed in condominium law and, uh, not only that, I mean, there's a whole bunch. It became a whole nother thing. Got it. But it was seriously a real estate job. And I was like, whoa. Right, because yeah. you were in sales. You right. were not a realtor. That's so crazy. I didn't have a license, and I was pegged to start on the floor in uh, 10 days. And so you had to get your in whole license. Days. So I had to do, I did the five-day course and took the test. And it was a one shot, one kill. I had to had to pass this test right. immediately to start. To start, so so I did. That's and amazing. So we were on our way, and so I was uh, there, and uh, you, you know how they, they how they how they hook you to do these types yes. of presentations, right? Right, you're literally there. And so I'm in Hawaii, and they hooked me. That's they're like, so funny. They're like, they're like, hey, would you like to do uh, you know luau? And I was like, I'd love to do a luau. That'd be great. And they were like, oh, just got to do this timeshare presentation. And I was like. Like you know what, this could be good. I can see how talented these guys really are. That's cool. So, I proceeded to do the presentation. <laughs> I didn't buy, uh, but I went to a luau. Yep. And I was there by myself. Yes. Family's back home, and I met a family. Yep. And they were staying at the Hilton, <laughs> and they were like, uh, "So what do you do?" I was like, "Well, I work at the Hilton." <laughs> 
She's like, how long you been working there? I'm like, technically, I hadn't started yet. Wow. Yeah, and so we hung out for the whole luau, and they were at the Ali'i Tower, which yes. is the very expensive tower. Yes. You know, and at the time, Janet Jackson was staying there. That's incredible. You know, so they were, kids were all excited. I uh, told him, I said, well, hey, you know, I met her That's interviewing her for the Louisiana Weekly. That's funny. And crazy, right? And so told them a little bit about what I did. They said, well, look, well, we're going to come over and see you on Monday so you can show us these condos. Right. I can't believe you have like a condo right. on the beach at the Hilton. And I was like, okay, yeah, come take a look at it. Yes. And um, they did. And I went out and took care of some more work stuff. Came back. They bought a two-bedroom oceanfront for $70,000. So you literally weren't even working yet. <laughs> no. And you met these people that yeah. happened to be there and literally bought from you on like yeah. your first day. First day. That's incredible. So that was a kickstart for a really that was good. A, that was a beautiful kickstart in Hawaii. Wow. I figured I'd be okay after, after that. that. That's after crazy. That. So, okay. So in your 10 years that you were there, um, I've gone, I've gone twice. I went one, the first time I went was on a cruise. I was significantly younger. So, you know, you're, you're there in port for a day, you know, a couple mm -hmm. hours doing things like that. Um, I had an opportunity to go back. Um, some friends of mine own a business there. So I, was, I had an mm -hmm. opportunity to go back, uh, right before COVID. So 2020, I saw the end of the pre COVID mm -hmm. Hawaii, but you know, what, I mean, over that 10 year period, what did you do? Like what changed? Like, what was it like living there day to day? Well, uh, first of all, you live on the beach, Yes. you know, so every day, I mean, you carry a beach chair everywhere you go. <laughs> that's, you know? that's amazing. So you just, uh, sit down and just read a book or whatever. So that was cool. My kids, they, uh, went to school there, which was great. But, uh, most importantly, it became, I mean, it, it was a serious real estate job and I'd had no idea cause I was like, I was like, it's a sales job. So the end of my career, I spent in sales training and management and um, helping people to understand what we did because <clears throat> it's a very interesting kind of real estate because you're showing people how to not just buy the timeshare to use it, right. but also the tax benefits of setting up investment property. Yes. And some of it is even whole ownership where you buy the condo, you rent it out and, um, it becomes totally a passive investment. That's cool. So anything from condo tells to fractionals, which we worked with Ritz Carlton on a project where you could buy a three week fractional for about a little less than 400,000. Uh, I know $15,000 a week to that's, maintain. That's crazy. It's a fit and that's how much the dues were. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And so, so the, like when you were selling those, like the, I know, I think they call them like ownership interests. Like how long mm -hmm. were they good for? Well, this is, I only worked with companies that had it deeded in perpetuity. Okay. Or what we call in Hawaii fee simple. Fee which simple. Was, which was amazing yes. because uh, there's actually some intrinsic value to fee simple timeshare in Hawaii where people could sell it back to the company and things of that sort. It was totally not your grandmother's timeshare in Lake Conroe. Right. Okay. okay. That makes a lot very, of sense. Very, very different. Extremely expensive. And it was tied to the point system that the hotels had, yes. as well as Amex. And so, I mean, it was not unheard of for people to literally purchase with us, like through Weston or Hilton or Marriott, and literally walk away with over 500,000 points that they could spend, literally covering half of the value of what they paid for. Wow, that's a in the first year. That's crazy. That's crazy. That is super crazy. Yeah. So I, 
my timeshare experience is limited. Um, mm -hmm. Meredith and I have, you know, I've, I've done a couple presentations, but the only one that we've purchased, which we do own, um, is, uh, is Disney's. Have you ever heard of Disney's? Oh, I'm very familiar. It, it's a cult. Yes, it's it is. It's a cult following. It, it does. And Disney's is neat. So Disney Vacation Club is what it's called, but Disney's mm -hmm. is neat because same type of thing. Our deeds have expiration dates. So the way that Disney's works is they basically, you pick your home resort, right? Mm -hmm. So they, they sell you a resort and it does have an expiration date, right? Mm -hmm. So like Meredith and I own at Saratoga Springs, um, mm -hmm. which is right there in Walt Disney World in Florida. Our deed expires in 2057. So we have 35 more years, right? Right. But the way that it works is very similar. It sounds similar anyways, where you know, we own points, so it's fractional, mm -hmm. right? We own points and every year we get the point chart and then basically we can use our points either there or at any of the other resorts that they own if there's availability. And it's really right. simple, right? Like it's mm -hmm. basically, hey, you book seven months out at any of the resorts, if the room's available, it costs 30 points, you click go. And if you right. have points, you got it, right? Exactly. Super simple. But what's mm -hmm. neat about it for us, and it sounds like this one, these were kind of the same. What's neat about it is that um, Disney has pushed the, the price of their timeshare up year after year after yeah. year. So people that bought in the eighties and nineties were able to use it all of those years mm -hmm. and sell it now and actually like make money. Exactly. Right. Which is, which is kind of crazy, it right? Is, it's nuts, right? Right. So, to say like, I own a timeshare that is appreciating, right? right like, right. and don't get me wrong. Like before somebody goes into the comments and rips this apart, like, yes, you're not going to get your dues back and all the no. stuff that you pay. Right. But my, my point is, is that there are timeshares that I'm aware of where people try and sell them for one penny just to get out. And, and they can't get out. Yes. They right? literally they're can't stuck. get, they're stuck. And you can recoup your base purchase price and right. more. And actually, like you said, get out because of the way that right. Disney has structured their. Not to mention program. Disney now has all the hotels, yes. the cruise lines. Yes. So those points can be used for just about anything. Um, not to mention Boardwalk Villa. Yes. Those those owners. Yes. They definitely can get their money oh. money out of that if they wanted to. A absolutely. Saratoga absolutely. Springs. Yes. I mean, all of these resorts. It's crazy, right? It's super crazy. And mm -hmm. they have um, the one that I think that is the most expensive is in California, the Grand California. It's the one by mm -hmm. Disneyland. Right. That one, it's crazy. There was owners there that paid, I saw online, like 80 to $90 a point when it first opened. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think resale right now, you're like 260 Wow. So you're talking about having a 5X or 4X, you know, Insane. base. Right. Base increase, right? That's nuts. It N is nuts. Nuts to me. They, they they just built a resort on uh, on Oahu. That's right. Well, not recently, but you know they relatively recently they built the resort on on Oahu. That's right. That's over right. at Koalina, Where, and that's one of the coves, right? Stunning. Yes, yes. It's famous for four coves. Four coves. Four coves that were built by the Japanese, and sand was imported from Australia. Wow. No, insane. <laughs> Place. That's, very beautiful destination. Yeah, very. That's cool. So Hawaii living. Okay, mm -hmm. that's really neat. So we're in the timeshare business. We're living in Hawaii. And so now, how do we break the island dream to come back to Texas? What happens here? Well, uh, the market downturn slowed everybody down for 2000, I'd say 10, you know, because Hawaii was a little, you know, I guess it happened here about 2008. So they were insulated a little bit, took a little bit. Right. So it took a little time because, again, it's a different clientele. It's not, you know. Yeah, every mom, day. You yep. know, everyday mom and pop. I mean, the average income of the folks vacationing there is very high. Right. So with that being said, the downturn started to hit around 2010 okay. and afterwards. And so I was like, well, you know, the kids are getting close to high school age and, um, Based on all the stats I'm looking at, I'm like, Texas is very resilient right. as far as markets go. Right. So 
uh, I set my sights on Texas and uh, San Antonio. The people were very friendly. Okay. Uh, Houston, it was kind of scary, you know. <laughs> yeah, some of the some of the neighborhoods. And then I discovered H E B. Yes, H E B. Everybody loves H E B that lives Dude, it's here. Insane. Everybody loves H E B. It's so funny. I was like, this is like a like a small kind, as we say in Hawaii, yeah. small kind uh, Whole Foods. You yes. Know? This is, and then they give you coupons. Yes, coupons and this samples. This is crazy. I don't even have the coupon. That's, ama- <laughs> that's amazing. H E B is it has a crazy following here. Yeah. So, so we landed on San Antonio the first time. Yes. Really, and, uh, and so then I made plans to to move out here. Okay, and um, this was like twelve, like right. a, like twenty eleven, twenty twelve type this, thing. Well, yeah, that's when I started planning. I got it all figured out and moved here in like uh, twenty thirteen. Got it, and um, came here as a sales manager for Hilton. Oh, okay, oh, sorry, Hyatt. Hyatt um, at their timeshare resort here, and of course I. Notice that it's very, very different. Right. Pay is very, very different. And um, time commitment, very different. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not really liking timeshare here on the mainland. Right. Um, so I called a friend of mine because I used to work for Lexus. Okay. And he said, he said well, I want to get into real estate, but I need to meet some people. Right. And, uh, and I was like, there's no better place to meet real estate yes. people. And at the Lexus dealership, yes, right? the car dealership. So uh, with that being said, I uh, went over to work for them for a year because I was still master certified Okay, since I was in my 20s. That's cool. It's crazy. So worked there for a year, uh, met a few people in the industry that worked for Lennar, yep. a few people that worked for various other builders. But I took my Lennar connections and went straight over to Lennar. And, of course, I get here to Texas, and they're selling homes for – Hundred eighty nine thousand yes. dollars. Yes, I'm like you. Got to be kidding me. This is like a down payment. Yes, and it, it blows my mind because back then, so in tracking the years, right? Mm-hmm. I was very active in new, con- uh, well, still am, but you know, we were getting started in new home construction right. at that time. And the homes that he's talking about, just so you know, when you hear 180, it was not, it, they were nice. They were nice homes. They had Beautiful full, homes. full upgrades yeah. to them with granite, granite yes, tops, tile I, flooring. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. So. Um, I get to Lennar and they're like blown away that I find this to be so cheap. And they were like, you know what? We're going to put you with the village builder. Oh yes. The high end. Yeah, so, so I get with the product that's, uh, starts at four fifty five hundred thousand. Right. And, uh, and, and I, I still think it's cheap. We're yes. Like, like man, this, this place has coffered ceiling, <laughs> built in bookcases, you know, faux wood, uh, tile floors. I mean, this is amazing. Yes. Nice so, product. So um, I did that, and uh, and I met a few realtors, a few more realtors, and they were telling me, oh, no, Romeo, San Antonio, you want to be at the lowest end on the market. They, right. they, you they wanna... sold you a bag of goods, buddy. <laughs> That's so <laughs> funny. You want to get into the affordable housing for yes. sure. Just a, it, It's a much wider audience, right? right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To be able to have, like the fir- like you said, first-time homebuyer right. product, especially out here. I think in some other areas, like, where there's a lot of San Antonio's not really in my mind a vacation destination. Right. You know, it's not on people's top ten. Right. And so uh, the high end market makes sense because, like in Orlando, right, Meredith and I for sure, you know, would own properties there, right? right. So of course, oh yeah, cool, four hundred, yeah, we'll buy it, we'll rent it out the time we're not there, no big deal, right? Mm-hmm. But in San Antonio, like you said, when you're looking for a home, you're more looking for, right, the first time homeowner, right, right. And um, I guess when. We connected at um, at Roush Coleman over at Texas Research Park. 
That's right. It was crazy because I'll never forget meeting him. Like, like, man, do you have a death wish, man? Someone's gonna put a contract oh, out on you, I brother. Know, I know it's so bad. <laughs> like rebate. I know. Yeah, a, real <laughs> estate and rebate. Those Doesn't words. Work. Those words don't go together. We we just got back from uh, Dallas. That we went, went to the Tom Ferry convention last right. week, and all of the presenters, like they literally do. Um, not skits. They're like ro role playing mm -hmm. sessions, right. right? And they're literally like, it's like badass Tom Ferry agent, ignorant consumer, and then like they have like the mockery of like the, right. the discount agent, and so right. like they like legitimately have all of these sessions where they're just like, you have to tell this guy who thinks that the rebate agent is the best deal that we're the best deal. Right. And like and it's funny. Oh man, I first when I, I I told some of my friends that that are realtors in Hawaii, and they were like. Uh, so he's a discount broker. Yeah. I was like, well, no, he's a full service broker. Well, it doesn't sound like it. Doesn't sound like it. Not at all. You know, I'm like, so no. funny. I'm like, he will list your house. He'll he does everything. Yes, you literally know, markets your house. Everything. He'll 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 help you every step of the way. That's we're like so we're like this is insane. I said, I know. <laughs> That's, no, so, that's so that's so funny him that. that's so fun well hey we, and it's worked for us i mean we've, we've gotten going and, and at least stayed going so hey, it, it, it absolutely you've grown every single year that i've known you it's every, amazing every single year and we keep going and i mean i think a lot of it goes back to like especially in those early days like i remember you know i think a lot of it goes back to it you know we never set out to undercut we never set out to undercut the market and i told i've told you this before like we never set out to specifically say oh yeah they're charging too much let's charge less than them because it's going to benefit our pocket it was always can we provide an avenue for the consumer right. to get into a home and we have mm -hmm. i'm we've done so many deals where you know the the money that we've provided through the rebate savings was the only reason that people were able to qualify yeah. with the closing costs and right. things like that because a lot of the homes especially a couple of years back yes. when ralph coleman first got here a lot of the homes that y'all were selling i remember you guys were giving two thousand or three thousand mm -hmm. in closing costs right. expecting the consumer to come up with but exactly and they may not have just, it it just didn't work out no it, you know? it didn't work out so i can't so many deals we've done that that customer wouldn't be in a house no if they couldn't get the rebate no not at all and then when you think about like when i think about like when you were in trp how many deals we did out there and where those people are positioned now mm -hmm. right because now they're no longer the first time home buyer. Now they're going to their next builder and they're saying, Hey, we bought this home four years ago. We just cashed out $60,000 in yes. equity. Mm -hmm. So we're going to put 10% down or more on mm -hmm. our next home. Like right. that. And that's, that's where I think our model is so neat is because that little tiny thing, right? You know, a $4,000 credit and, you know, $3,000 mm -hmm. credit, whatever. Cause that back then those, the prices were that low, even giving right. 2%, they were only getting four grand, you know? Exactly. Uh, but, that $4,000, which for some of us sometimes is like, oh, that's not that much money, right. has snowballed for these, you know, homeowners into the next, I mean, it's life-changing for it, them. It, you nailed it, brother. It changed their life completely. I um, had a customer from Texas Research Park um, contact me, told me he sold his home, he's getting a divorce. Yep. $105,000 in equity after commissions. Crazy. That's insane. That's literally insane. And these yeah. were people that, like, I remember they were coming in and just saying, like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. This is something that we right. want to do in a couple years, right? Right. You know, maybe we should hold off. Mm -hmm. And I never, you know, we had to talk through a lot and coach a lot of these people. Right. I'm just like, hey, like, you don't understand. Things are only going one way, which is up. Yeah. And, you know, I understand not every year is going to appreciate the way that we saw the last two years. Right. But look at the people that did take the leap. Right. And where they are. One thing's for sure. I tell everyone, you cannot 
save fast enough to offset inflation and real estate cost. Correct. Just, a, just raw cost that it's going to be. It's it's not going to be. There's no way. The, no. the the literal only way, which you know, how you have to think about how unrealistic this is for people. You'd have to basically get a job that's like doubling your your yes. income, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know, sure, fine, okay. You hold off because you're making fifty thousand at HEB or sixty thousand HEB, and then you go and get an IT gig making one twenty, okay, right? Yes. Like right, fine. But even then, if you had just figured out a way to buy it the sixty k, <laughs> you could have just like you said moved right. up and cashed out. You know exactly. I, so. I tell this to people all the time. So let's talk about um. Let's talk about current market trends then since we're kind of going into it. So we've talked about the cheap, right? Mm -hmm. Where are you now? What price point are you at now? Well, um, things have changed a lot. Yes. Uh, there was a time we sold homes for starting from 150. You know, uh, well, those days are gone. Right. You know, now, even though prices have cooled a little bit. Right. I mean, the, the cost of homes that we're selling now, I mean, there's nothing sub 200,000. That's and that blows my mind because yeah. you guys had the neighborhood in Windcrest. I remember Bill was there. How mm -hmm. much did that was that neighborhood? You could buy for 169. <laughs> yes, out the door. No, 175. Nice. Nice house. Nice houses yeah. too. Big almost 2,000 square feet. And, and have you noticed the shrinkage on yes. lots? Yes. I mean, 50-foot lot used to be common. Right. Now 40-foot lot yep. is the common lot. Correct. Some of them are even, you know, narrower. Yes, yeah, some of them are down so, the 30s. So the market has shifted substantially, and it'll never shift back because you're never going to get that 80-foot lot anymore. No, absolutely they're not. They're not building them. No, so. even, even in the Hyatt neighborhoods, they're not building them because we've got um, – out here, we've got a neighborhood called uh, Vermendi, mm -hmm. and they – I think they, in their original plans that they were talking about doing, like, some build-on-your-own-lot, 80-foot mm -hmm. lots – that stuff's all been scrapped. And I think you're the luckiest you'll get in there is like 50s and 60s, you know. And that's, again, that's the high crazy. end of the high right. end, right? Mm -hmm. 70s and 80s are... And this is New Braunfels. Yes. You used to get a half acre out here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you used to buy River Chase. You yeah. used to be out here. That's crazy. Okay, so you're you're in the... you're Nothing's under 200000 specifically. Yeah, so I'd say the median price is going to be around 270 And you're And you're in what neighborhood? I'm over on the south side, uh, Pleasanton Farms. Pleasanton Farms. Unique location because it's on the, uh, it's inside the 410 Loop. Got it. Okay, so it's south side, mm -hmm. inside the 410 Loop. Mm -hmm. Average price point of 270 And you know, as far as area, like, are they doing a lot of development commercially out there? Well, uh, the south side is, I guess, one of the last uh, spots that San Antonio can actually develop. So they're doing this huge project over with the community. Uh, near the community colleges. Okay. So I'm at Morrison and the next exit over is Zazamora. Yes. And so at that exit, you have Highland Homes, you have Perry Homes. Oh, Invita. Yes, Invita. Yes. So they're, uh, they're going to be developing homes starting at about $400,000 on the south side. Which, which is crazy because like you said, you know, San Antonio, and any city does this, right? But San Antonio was a, like kind of an oval. It's like a right. circle, but an oval, really. Mm -hmm. um, and they just did this, right? Like, first, everyone wanted to go north. So we had right. the Stone Oak boom, right? right? That was early 2000s where everyone was like, 281, 281, 281, right. 281. Right. Built that infrastructure was terrible if you live there in the late 2000s sorry you know sorry for you right you know because it, right. was, it was hard and so then ran out of land fixed the roads right mm -hmm. now that's better then everybody was like no the west side everyone wants to I live know. on the west side right, right. you heard of the street calabra petrenko there was nothing there eight no. years ago when y'all were out at trp i remember driving out there and i didn't even take 211 then i used to t take a, a petrenko go right. out there 
and you would just pass like the like first or second light. There wasn't even that Walgreens there or anything. Nothing. And right by Tally, you know, there was right. nothing there. And then you just drive, and I'm like, why are do, would anyone want to live out here? Like, I know, because it seems so far. It was so far. It's like, this is ridiculous, It was right? so far. And then now, like, like they kept going past TRP and, yeah. you know, Redbird's out there with Horton. And, that, and that's, Hunter. like, their number one neighborhood, yes. Redbird Ranch. Hunter's, uh, Hunter's was there right behind y'all, right. and then it connected the back. It's just crazy. So they built on the west side. It's where I'm going with this. And now mm. we've gone south, right? East was always kind of developed because we had the base. Right. You know, we had uh, Randolph there. and. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those were different townships, Shirts, Cibolo, right. Live Oak. So those towns kind of existed and, and have been here really since, right. you know, the, the, I mean, the 30s and 40s, those towns existed, yeah. you know. That's our top neighborhood out there in uh, Converse. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah Horizon in uh, Horizon Point. And, and then, so now we're on the south side, though. Mm -hmm. That's where the land is, right? And, and obviously where where the land is is where mm -hmm. the builders will go. Oh, yeah. So that's really neat to just see the development that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. With just even, I mean, commercial and everything like that that's that's coming. Yeah, San Antonio, um, it will never be the same. Never. Never be the same. And um, you have to kind of like, jump in it's like trying to board a moving train yes you know absolutely the market here in san antonio but once you're on it's like all the momentum is now your momentum absolutely because mm -hmm. as things grow like you mm -hmm. said you're able to kind of upscale you know yes mm -hmm. things cost more but it's all relative because you're making like you said your home costs more so right. the equity you're making it's a really good point so to, to break down what he just said like to for something that's just like really easy to act right it does not matter what you buy, buy something. Exactly. Um, oh, let's talk about this. This is really good. Okay, so, all right, fine. You can't afford a home, right? You know, it's too expensive and, and you just aren't looking for that, right? So you're like, okay, I'm gonna rent an apartment, right? Let's talk about what you're doing. Are you still living in your fourplex? I am. Okay, I am. so let's talk about this. So if you don't know, you actually can purchase uh, multifamily. Correct. Occupy a unit. With an FHA loan. With an FHA loan. Three and a half percent down. And rent the rest. And rent the rest. And I, they'll uh, count that, right, for income as well. Exactly. So I was lucky during COVID, they had the rental moratoriums going on. Yes. And so multifamily kind of tanked. Right. Nobody wanted to buy a multifamily home. Right. And rent it out because no one had to pay. Right. So so there was this, uh, this house I found, and it was uh, off North Alamo near the Pearl. And uh, well, they wouldn't. It wouldn't work with me on pricing much, so I, I kind of abandoned the idea. But they later dropped the price, and I jumped right on it and bought the, bought the threeplex. Yes, the threeplex. Yeah, threeplex. Okay. But like you said, it's a great program with FHA because a lot of people that are renting, well, it's called a house hack. Right. Okay. You can literally buy yourself a multifamily home, a duplex, triplex, or fourplex and take that unit that you're living in and let everybody else pay for it. Which is crazy. And you can stay for free. Which is not, it's something you own. Right. That's appreciating. Right. That, okay, so without putting all your business out there, <laughs> you'd have to tell us what you purchased it at, but do you have a rough idea of how much appreciation you've gotten while, while living rent-free? Well, um, we turned down an offer for 750000 Oh, my gosh. And the... Uh, the uh, the uh, San Antonio pig stand has now um, been sold for $5 million. Stop it. Like, what? So that's right across yes. the street. So it's nuts. That's absolutely crazy. So mm -hmm. it, what he just said, you know, realistically, because I know what he paid, but, you know, he's made multi, he's had multi hundreds of thousands of dollars right. in appreciation. Right. 
in a two-year window. Again, yes, we may not see a boom like that again for a minute. That's fine. But even with normal appreciation, you would have been living rent-free, potentially mm -hmm. positive cash flowing after all your expenses, depending on what you buy, mm -hmm. for 3.5% down in a unit that's going up, even at normal times, anywhere between twenty dollars to $40,000 a right. year. And since you're renting out the other units, let's say, let's just play with numbers, okay? <laughs> Let's say I don't even do three and a half percent. Let's say I do down payment assistance. Yes, yeah, so I go zero. I can still, I can, I can get in for zero. That's <laughs> just the closing cost. Literally, it's nuts. It's super nuts. And and these qualifications are not hard. And I think no. that I think that a lot of people, even you know, if they're buying with you at Roush, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people discount themselves mm -hmm. and they just say, oh well, I don't make enough or I don't have enough or I can't, without realizing that there are programs out so, there. So many. To get you in. To get you in. To get you in. And if, imagine if, like, yes, you're, you're a little bit more established in your life, but imagine if you were the Romeo in New Orleans at 22 oh years old. Oh, my goodness. I, I wish I could run into someone like me. Yes, and tell them. say, dude, you can buy a house. Yes. You can buy a duplex. <laughs> you know? And just literally own those doors. Yes. It's, it's insane. That's insane. So that's our job. I mean, that's our biggest challenge. Yes. to... Show people that it can be done. It doesn't. You don't have to have perfect credit. You don't have to have uh, a perfect payment history. Right. I mean, they're very forgiving. Yes. You know, very forgiving. And uh, I mean, it's not as easy as it was in two thousand eight. Yeah. Where they were just like, hey, fog a mirror. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like, oh yeah. But but the 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 qualifications today are very straightforward. Average, you know, two income family can buy a lot more home than they think they can. Absolutely. And and we talk about this, we make this joke a lot. The interest rate on rent is 100%, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people are, oh, the rates are so high. Oh. Well, paying someone else's mortgage is, is high too. Exactly. I, I'm a really, really nice client, um, helping her into a home right now. And she was telling me her, you know, rent, she's renting right here in New Braunfels in her apartment um, over by Creekside, $2,900 a I month. Know. And I was just like, Okay, we're gonna go buy something, but <laughs> but still, like people are paying this because right. you know for her situation is different. She wanted to make sure find the area. She always planned to buy, right. but there are some people that are paying two thousand, twenty two hundred, twenty three hundred all day, right? And it's like no, no, like right. like no, like we'll take you over right. here, you and, know? And and it's so, I can't say it's so affordable, right? Because for a lot of people, it's a little daunting. It's a little scary, right? But. I mean, I, I can't imagine any other way. No, absolutely, absolutely not. And, mm -hmm. and that, that's not like the say. I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's a salesperson, y'all." Of course, you're going to say it's easy, right? You know, a lot of you see a lot of forums talking about like the millennials and how hard it is for them with student housing debt and things like that. But it can be done. Yes. And there are a lot of people don't know that for student loans, they only use like one percent of the whole balance, the whole amount, you know, towards mm -hmm. your DTI. So yeah, great. You can have a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt, but they're only going to hit you with a thousand bucks a month in, exactly. in penalty, mm -hmm. you know, assuming that you use that degree for something, you know, exactly. you, you, right. you should still be okay. Yeah, you should be making some money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think that, I think, like I said, a lot of people discount themselves and, and yes, like I understand if you're living in, you're watching this, you're living in LA, you're living in New York. Okay, that's a different story, exactly. right? Yes, we get it. You're sharing a, a three-bedroom house with four people, you know, right. paying 1500 bucks a, a room, you right, know? Right, right. But that's not here. Yeah. That's not here. Texas, I mean, the opportunity here, I have never seen anything like it, you know, especially living in New Orleans. Uh, you got New Orleans market. There's no new homes. No. There's no new homes. It's crazy. Everything is old. Everything needs a 
lot of work. Right. You know, Honolulu, there's no new homes. <laughs> there's nothing new. I get here to Texas. I'm like, man, these are brand new homes. Brand new homes. Yeah. The number was, uh, if you didn't, if you don't know this number, it's it was 52,000 homes were sold in San Antonio last year, and 48% of them were brand new. That's crazy. So almost half of the homes that were sold last year, mm-hmm. first-time owners. And uh, the benefits of buying new are just just blow my mind constantly. Now, that, that great triplex I bought? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the first day the uh, hot water heater broke, and <laughs> and, uh, and then the toilets. Yeah, backed up. They, yeah, they started backing up, and they're from Australia, and they'd been there for like 20 years on a program San Antonio had, so I had to get rid of them. Wow. And uh, then found out, well, the reason that the toilets might not be working is because your sewage system might be messed up. So the, like, co- the costs start adding up. Oh, my goodness. So then I had to change the whole sewage main. Oh, my gosh. That's a and cost. I played the Michael Copeland card. Yeah, that's <laughs> so really good. had somebody come out and do it. That's really good. And um, But my point is all those costs, when you buy a new home, all of them are part of the warranty. Absolutely. And so Roush Coleman's warranty. So, okay, let's, again, let's break this down for people that don't know. So if you buy a new construction home, uh, what he's talking about is the builders all provide warranties and they're different warranties, right? Uh, different ones provide multi-year for different things. Um, but for your builder, the warranty, it's a 10 year for structural, right? Yes. 10 year structural warranty, two years on systems because okay. you know, there might be a flaw somewhere that takes a while to, to rear its head, like right. a, a staple piercing a PEX pipe. Right. It rarely happens, but sometimes it does. So you're not, you're, you're off the hook right. if something like that were to happen. And one year on workmanship. So for, you know, cosmetic stuff, just to make sure your house looks and feels brand new, you get one year to um, address anything that comes up from that. And that's not including the manufacturer's warranty, like the right. flooring, 25-year warranty, uh, hardy board, 35-year warranty. That's right. Shingles, 25-year warranty. And then you have the uh, same thing with HVAC. Usually those are like mm-hmm. five to eight years, right, yes. through the manufacturer. Five to ten for us. Five, yeah, there you go. Five to mm-hmm. ten for y'all on, on manufacturer warranty. So it's buying new is great. It's trade-offs, right? Mm-hmm. Buying new, for the most part, you're, you know, you're usually going to live a little bit further out because obviously right. land is developing, right? Correct. So you're going to typically get there before the rest of the city catches up, right? So right. usually you've got a little bit of a longer commute, a um, little just shopping and things like that. But the trade-off, like he said, is that that stuff follows the housing. Exactly. That stuff follows the housing. I remember that when you were selling back in West Lakes, because when you were back over in West Lakes, there originally was nothing over there. No, no. And then now there's all there. They had the, hey, the you, movie theater you right there. helped out a lot with Westlake's <laughs> yeah, brother. That, absolutely. That was amazing. But there's so many things over there now. Yes. Like, they've developed so much. So, but having the, I think the cost is a big thing because, yes, a lot of people, like we we're talking about money, of course, is always is always the biggest thing with buying a home. So, you, you scrape your pennies together. You mm-hmm. get enough for down payment. You get enough for closing costs. You close. And you have issue after issue after issue after issue. Right. And, and, yes, you get inspections before you start with that. Well, that's why you get an inspection. Right. Yes inspectors are not perfect they're right. human they miss things oh, yeah. and so you could be six months in and get hit with a four or five thousand dollar expense that you weren't prepared for i tell you what i learned a very valuable lesson camera inspection on sewage mains absolutely 400 bucks was cheap but it seemed like a lot at the, the time right you know? i'm like oh it's fine right it's the it drains right it's right. running absolutely 
it's so funny. But with the builder, it's nice because you do get those warranties, mm-hmm. and and it's it's peace of mind, right? You, right. you know, living there that it's peace of mind. Uh, a lot of the rentals that we've owned are all new, all new purchases, and it was the same thing. And it's tenants like, oh, the electrical is having an issue. Great, call the number on the panel; they'll mm-hmm. come fix it. Right. Right. You know, no headache. Nice. Right. It's just super easy. Same thing, right, with foundation. And then what's neat too, if you are like, kind of looking for the investment end, the way that I'm doing it or planning to do it is. You know, right around year eight, when mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I got two years left on the foundation warranty. That's when I'm going to look at like, how do I 1031 exchange these, exactly. right? How do I get out of these before they right. start having those big costs right. that erase my years of uh, good profitability? Exactly. And kind of pass and, you know, oh, kind of yeah. move them up. Get all that passive gain to the next house. Absolutely. And yeah. 1031 exchange. That's really cool. So oh, yeah. now, you know, um, multifamily is a really good way to go. And Romeo is a good way uh, or a good example of that. So, okay. I'm trying to think what else, man. So talk about food. I mean, is there anything that you and your wife since moving here have like really loved to dive into? Is there some oh, spot y'all love? Goodness, man. I first got here. And uh, first of all, I was a little upset with the name barbacoa. I'm like, <laughs> that's not a food. That's a technique. It's a barbecue. You know, it's you know, that's how you right. prepare it. They're like, no, no, no. It's it's a it's a food. Yeah. <laughs> Where's this barbacoa? Let me try it. Oh man. You know, and uh, and I was, and they were like, oh, you you sure? You sure? You you know what it is, right? I'm like, what? It's meat. Yeah, meat. I was like, yeah, meat. yeah. And yeah. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> it's like it's cheek meat. I'm like. Oh, okay, great. Hey, let's give it a shot. Hey, let's give it a go. Delicious, man. Loved it. So that was the my first big uh, awakening in San Antonio, barbacoa. Never heard of that. Never heard of that. That's a big Never thing Never heard of that. And people here, like, especially when you go to some, like, really, really, you know, authentic places, they'll serve the tongue. They'll serve mm-hmm. the brain. You know, a lot of intent. Like, the su- I forget what the soup's called, but it's, like, the intestines that go in, like, this, like, broth or the right. soup, like... I, it, it's crazy what right. you know what is out there so oh, yeah. is there a spot that y'all like like to go like y'all's favorite spot well obviously we like the pearl you know okay you're right obviously. there but um i mean uh there's that steakhouse downtown that's amazing i had a friend of mine take me there for my birthday it's not for the faint-hearted or make sure you bring your credit card uh, so you that's there. for uh you're talking about uh bohannon's bohannon's, bohannon's yeah. yes had their 96 ounce porterhouse steak <laughs> <laughs> You're like, remember we were talking about those mortgages that now you can no longer pay after eating right. at Bohannon's? Oh, hey, that one was a birthday treat. So oh, that's really good. I didn't have to pay for that one. So Bohannon's is, is a good spot you highly oh, yeah. recommend. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. What about any, like, are you guys sweet people? Like sweets, like sugar, anything oh, like that? Oh, brother, I have. To, I had to, I had to get away get away from the sweets, but, yeah. That's a, oh, I'm trying to keep it keto. Let's get, we're trying to, we're trying to get for, we, for us, like, I think that we, uh, when I got here, there was, um, big daddy's eats and treats. He owns a snow cone, um, mm-hmm. truck, or he actually had a location and he has a, a snow cone truck. So those are those ones, man, where they put them in a cup and they're just like, okay, cool. Shave that like Hawaiian ice, right? Hawaiian oh, ice and all yeah. that. But then they're like, okay, cool. So we're going to add like six things of candy and we're going to add, you know, like, and it's like, by the time you're done with it, you've got like Laffy Taffy and all what? of this. So, yes. They're like these giant oh, things. They do like the mango natas where they do mm-hmm. like man, uh, mangoes with the, the sauce on them, like all this stuff. So right. that's the, that was kind of like our thing, right? right. was when we got here was like, dude, like the way that the like shaved ice is eaten here. Oh man. Is trippy. Like well, it's San Antonio trippy. is a very unique type of uh, food destination, I guess. Yes. Of sorts. But um, 
it's all such a great value. Like the there's that land and feed yes. over at the Thompson Hotel. Uh, tried that um, like during, right after the pandemic, and that was amazing. You know, great, great food. And, right, and it doesn't like you said compare. Like yes, it's more expensive than eating at home, but it's not like it's not like yeah. hundreds of dollars oh, a no, meal. I mean, I think Texas is so reasonable. Like I just came back from Maui to see some friends and family, and um, and I had to tell my friend, I'm like, dude, we don't go out to eat. <laughs> But it's select restaurants, right? Because it's not worth it. That's that blows my yeah, mind. And he he didn't believe me, and so we go to breakfast, and he's like, "Okay, breakfast on me," you know. Yeah, it's one hundred fifty bucks, <laughs> you know, for eggs in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, I can't do that. I told I, I always joke with Meredith. I said, "Look, I." And I, I swear that I saw Gordon Ramsay or someone said this, like, breakfast is not, like, you can only do so much with breakfast. Right. There's only, like, seven right. ingredients. Right. So you, it can look as fancy as you want it to be, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you're paying $150 for know, eggs and bacon. For breakfast, right? That's crazy. So, so the value here in San Antonio is just amazing. And, and when I'm talking to my customers, I tell them that. I'm like, guys, I lived in Maui. Right. And that's paradise. Yes. You know? Yes. And they're like, I don't get it, Romeo. I was like, I'm here in San Antonio. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. You, li- here. you literally chose to come here exactly. for affordability. Exactly. That's funny. That's super and, crazy. And not just affordability, but value. Right, and value. Massive And what they're doing. So San Antonio, highly recommend, right? Highly recommend. Absolutely. Okay, we're, we'll bring this to a close. Before we go, uh, tell me, you know, as far as somebody who's look, looking to move here, besides real estate, right? Like, you know, for entertainment and things like that, was there anything that, like, stood out to y'all as, like, somebody relocating where you're like, okay, we came here and this was amazing to us as far as, like, either entertainment or opportunity? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think San Antonio is still a bit of a sleeper compared to Dallas, Houston, and Austin. Yes. It's just growing, growing more and more and more. The incomes are moving slow, right. but they're moving, and they're, they're gently you know, growing to the point where people can really experience a very comfortable lifestyle here in San Antonio because the cost of living is not quite as bad in right. those cities as well. So with that being said, I mean, I highly recommend it. And most importantly, it's not going to stop. So the people that live here or that are from here, you have to take that knowledge and you have to make the most of it by getting your home or, you know, getting yourself set up for the growth that is to come. So good. I love it. It's uh, It's been a blessing. I mean, you have you have the theme, you know, the Sea World. Yes. You have Six Flags. That's how I got my kids to come, you know, oh, from, from Hawaii. Yes. I was like, we'll, we'll get a pass at Six Flags. We'll get a pass at SeaWorld. We'll go every weekend. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's that's cool. We we take those things for granted, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we really, really do. I was thinking about that. You know, actually, it's weird you said that. I was thinking about that because we have, in New Braunfels, we have Schlitterbahn. So we've yes. got Schlitterbahn, Water Park. Uh, we've got Six Flags. We've got SeaWorld. How often do you go and you don't? But you think about these towns where they drive yes. to go to any type of a theme park. And we've right. got Six Flags. I went a couple of years back, and it blew my mind because when you walk in there now, their attraction list is like 40 rides oh, long. Right, right. There's like a lot to do. You can't do it all in a day. No, you no, cannot you cannot do it all in a day. And they keep building. Yes. They keep adding, and every year, new attraction, new ride. No. And it, it blows my mind. So San Antonio, I, I agree with what he said. You know, kind of in closing thoughts on this guy, San Antonio, has a lot of value mm-hmm. it's a lot of opportunity and i agree 100 with romeo it is a sleeper market right it's, yeah. a, it's a market that 
the jobs are going to come, right? Tech mm -hmm. is going to continue to come. Mm -hmm. Industries, big dollars are going to keep coming here, but you can get in early, right? Like mm -hmm. you can get in early, get a work from home job or one of these jobs Amazing. from an, another market right. where the they're paying like you live in Chicago, mm -hmm. right? Um, and just and and get something I know. and be here. The gig economy is huge here. The Uber drivers, Turo. I mean, yes. it's amazing the things that you can do. You can work without really having a job. At you know? your own schedule. Yes. At your own pace. You want to take a day off, you take a day off. You want to hit it's it hard, amazing. you hit it hard. And Tons it's of still affordable. And it's still affordable. You know, so I, I, I think it's a great value for anyone. Obviously, I wouldn't have moved from Maui if yes, it wasn't. If it right. wasn't. Right. So that's good. So, okay, guys, closing this out, Romeo, thank you so much for being here. Hey, it's my pleasure. We appreciate you. So, Rosh Coleman Homes, great uh, entry-level product, guys. A lot of homes under 300000 We're going to drop Romeo's information here in the video. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions or anything that you need from him. Uh, you can find him, like you said, over there, uh, neighborhood, neighborhood. Pleasanton Farms. Pleasanton Farms, right? Yes. Just right before Vita on the south side. Uh, off of uh, your off Morrison. Morrison. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you can find him over there. Uh, as always, guys, this is the Marty Party. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please make sure that you like and subscribe to our channels. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, everything. So we'll catch you all next time. And thanks again. All right. All right, bro. We All did right. it. Good job.